0: On today's episode of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast, I have a special guest, Marcy Morrison. Marcy has been a corporate wellness consultant for over 12 years. She has worked with Fortune 500 companies, mid sized corporations, and municipalities starting and managing corporate wellness programs. She now helps health and wellness professionals start working with corporate clients so that they can amplify their brand, their impact, and their profits. Welcome, Marcy. I am so excited to have you on the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast today.
1: I'm so excited to be here. I love what you're doing, and we will have a lot to chat about because yeah. uh, what you're doing is important for everyone, but I always believe that you can help corporations with the employee health and uh, so yes, let's chat. Yeah, exactly.
0: One of the reasons that I even want to bring you on is because I tend to see a lot of professional individuals and what happens is a lot of times, you know, people work so hard to get to where they are in their career until their health suffers. And, you know, one thing we know that came about even with the pandemic that even though a lot of people were working from home, uh, there was still a component where health wasn't set as a priority even within those health aspects. And then with people being back in the office so our corporate programs and our employers definitely have a place here so that in mind just give us your story really of what even made you have an interest in workplace wellness all
1: right well I um... Owned a brick and mortar fitness wellness center. I did a lot of weight management because, you know, that's really what people want to see. You know, they want to look better and feel better. So I was doing a lot of that and it took off. I was in a very uh, nice town and I was the only one doing something like that at the time. It was quite a few years ago. And so then I pitched myself to be on the news and I had a news segment just about every week on health and fitness. And I was just loving it. And then I got a call one day. Someone saw me on the news and said, um, oh, do you do corporate wellness? And I said, well, of course we do. No idea. I didn't even know what corporate wellness was. But I, I jumped in and I did it. My first client was kind of a big deal. He owned a professional baseball team. And I didn't know that at the time. But I learned about how employers will pay to have healthy, balanced, well, you know, well-being programs they'll pay for their employees to have all those things so it opened my mind to that idea of wow I can I can impact more people I had had some tragedy in my life where I lost my family members all of them my father mother and sister to different things my sister was only 50 and when she Mm -hmm. passed away it really really crushed me she did not die of a preventable illness, like the things that you and I deal with a lot. She died of a brain tumor. Mm-hmm. But I started thinking about how many people are dying from very preventable illnesses. And I know right. what I felt. And so I said, how can I how can I impact more people? And really, how can I impact people who could probably not afford my services? And that's the thing that really lights me up is that, In corporate, the corporation's paying for me to come in and help the employees. So a lot of those people who could otherwise never afford a health coach, a personal trainer, an obesity coach, a diabetes management specialist, I can either find them or do it myself as a health coach. I can help them work on their health and wellness. So that's really what lit a fire under me. And it's still what lights me up every day.
0: Yeah. And that's so exciting because those of us who are in this space, we want to help people as as much as we can. But the other reality of it is we still have to eat. We still have to feed our families too. (laughs) So, you know, you do have to run your business, but even for the employer, uh, an important part of their business even is having healthy employees. And so that's that's what makes this so special. And so what your experience, what are some of the health challenges that employees typically face?
1: Well you know as better than I that (laughs) it's pretty much the same across the board. Now, sometimes I'll go in and get aggregate data from the corporations and find out what their health claims have been and their pharma data. And it's aggregate. So I can't tell each person, but right. you and I both know what does it always come up with? Lots of type two diabetes, lots of yeah. obesity and overweight issues, mm-hmm. and all the things that come along with that elevated blood pressure, elevated, right. blood sugar, elevated cholesterol, mm-hmm. inactivity, poor nutrition. So the same things that you're dealing with in your practice, I'm dealing with in corporations, it's pretty much the same across the board. And then add in stress, anxiety, burnout. Mm -hmm. I put together programs like that, because as you know, let's just say, oh, someone says, I feel fine, I'm just not sleeping. Well, that's just not just not sleeping because you know that when they're not sleeping they're eating more they're Mm -hmm. elevated their blood pressure can go up from the stress of not sleeping and it can become sort of a cascading situation that leads to metabolic syndrome and all kinds of issues. And so if we can go in and stop it in its tracks by just doing things like behavior change. Right. Mine is simple. Yours gets more complicated. My job can be very simple. Helping groups of people, though, think about if they all start working on some habits together mm-hmm. and they're into that culture of, hey, let's all drop our blood sugar or let's all try mm-hmm. to lose a few pounds in a healthy way. Mm-hmm culture will help the employees get healthy and manage all of the conditions that you and I know most of the people in this country have. Yeah, that's so true.
0: And I'll tell you, one of the other things that I've done for years is the DOT physicals where, you know, the folks who drive these large commercial trucks and buses. And what happened um, just within the past 10 years is they had to get a certified medical evaluation. And the reason for that is because one, have to think about when we're driving down the road and they're driving this big truck. If something happens because they have some kind of medical concern, they can kill a whole lot of people. Oh, yeah. And so the, the powers that be recognize this as an issue, thankfully, and require them to get these health evaluations. But one of the things that I see, you're exactly right. A lot of them have elevated blood sugar issues, high blood pressure. And then the sedentary part that comes with driving these big yes. trucks and buses, a lot of them tend to have a lot of those obesity related conditions like sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. And one of the the main things I would always think about when I was doing these evaluations is that me and my kids and my family riding down the road and what kind of person would I want driving one of these large things with me and my family on the road. And that really sets that importance of health, health of those employees, health of our working force, because you do, it's not just the individual that's impacted. It's uh, all
1: of us. You know, that is so true. And I work with a lot of bus drivers who drive our children around. And like you said, it was a few years ago, which is smart. They had no one else in an organization, very serious. And you can't know anything about employees' health conditions as an organization, only someone like me or you can know. But when they started really testing bus drivers who drive children around, Mm -hmm. if you have uncontrolled diabetes, you can't drive. So it's a really good thing. But imagine, as you know, they're not well-paid, right? They don't know where to go. Sometimes they think, well, I'm taking my meds. Yeah. So that it's should be not enough. enough. Yeah. But we know it's not, you know, enough. it's, it's not enough. So someone that I, when I can come in and say, Hey, let's talk about why that's not enough. Mm-hmm. And you and I have these conversations all the time. Yeah. If, if you get gastric bypass or if you're on diabetes medication or blood pressure medication, You still have to eat right. You still have to exercise. You still have to manage your stress. There's no magic bullet. Wouldn't it be great if there was some magic bullet out there that could make everybody healthy? Right. So the diabetes meds aren't going to save you. The statins aren't going to save you. The combination of all of those together, if those were going to save you, we would be the healthiest nation in the world. Exactly. So you have to teach people that no matter what kind of medications you're on, and we hope to keep them off and i know you do as well yeah you have to still live the lifestyle you have to change your habits and so when you're talking about people driving and how different that is now that we really um have to manage their health mm-hmm. that's just one component but you think about anyone in like in manufacturing someone's yeah. really unhealthy or they're really stressed or they you know they can get injured they can get hurt they right. can hurt so there's just so many industries that are really that, that can really benefit from health and wellness people with right
0: yeah that's so true
1: you know you have a lot of people who may work in factories and working yes. with
0: heavy machinery and, and that's so true if they're you know suddenly fall asleep because they've yes. got sleep apnea that hasn't been controlled and high blood pressure that goes with that so they're dizzy and then suddenly somebody's losing a hand or something of that nature
1: yeah. Very true. So yeah, so that's where wellness programs come in. You know, they come to me before they go to you. They come to me to try to prevent this stuff by just, mm-hmm. and it's so simple, and everyone is making it so complicated. Mm-hmm. It's really simple. And they don't have to change everything. As you know, I'm not, right. I never see a person and say, you have to give up all sugar. You have to give up all alcohol. You, you do have to, I try to get them to give up smoking for sure. And so, right.
0: Yeah. But, yeah.
1: but some things just aren't going to be sustainable. If you tell them you, <laughs> you can't do anything. <laughs> right. Some of them are like, I'd rather have the disease than. Give right. Up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So there you go.
0: Yeah, for sure. If you're frustrated with your weight taking more medications than you like to, have been told that you are at risk for the development of a chronic preventable disease, or just are not feeling in the best of health, then I'm talking to you. Why? Because you're tired of fat dieting. You know it's time for a change and you want a sustainable plan to improve your health. If you have found yourself at this place in life, well, I have developed a program that's just for you. It's called The Essence of Health and it's your prescription for transformation. My goal with this program is to give you the tools needed to create sustainable lifestyle changes within a group coaching setting, along with one-to-one individualized coaching to give you a personalized path to health that's just for you. The benefits are priceless, so join today. Head on over to eohcoaching.com to learn more. The essence of health is in you. Now, so one of the things that, you know, I know a lot of employers are, are frequently concerned about and challenged by is the rising cost of healthcare. So, how can having a workplace wellness program help employers to lower their overall healthcare costs?
1: Well, that is so complicated now because One of the issues we have is pharma costs. And if you have one person in your organization who needs one of these specialty drugs, that can skew all of the cost of your insurance. Mm -hmm. So for the most part, someone like a wellness director or wellness coordinator for an organization will do, which is my job, is help people understand the importance of these healthy behaviors to prevent conditions. Because... If you start talking to employees right away about, oh, we're going to cut the cost of healthcare, they think like, nobody cares about me. They only care about money. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we have self-insured groups. So, you know, the, the premiums you pay go into a big pot and- If the premiums go up, it means you've got a lot of unhealthy people. If the premiums go down, a lot of times that means your claims are doing fairly well. So for those organizations, if you can share that idea that, hey, we're all in this together. So let's buddy up. Let's create some teams. Let's create walking programs. Let's create a culture of wellness so that we're all working on it and, and not shaming other people for not being healthy, but let's help each other with the things that we can help each other with walking programs drinking more water movement during the day eating correctly not going to a fast food restaurant every day for lunch but maybe doing a I bring crock pots into my groups and they do fun healthy lunches together and it brings in community and sharing cultures of food so that's some of the stuff and then the other the the cost of healthcare is definitely in our country closely tied to the health of your organization and while it's very complicated to manage the cost of insurance, because it's not always that simple, you know, like, you know, a specialty yeah. drug that comes out that's new can be 150,000 a year, <laughs> yeah. Someone has a heart attack, that's a million dollars sometimes. So yeah. your whole data can get skewed and the costs can get skewed. But if you can help people manage sleep, like you said, manage stress, manage the way they eat, manage their weight a little bit. They're going to feel better. They're going to be more productive. So there's more more of those soft costs that you don't Uh see in the pharma data right? change. And that's really important. Absenteeism goes down, culture Mm of wellness, where people peer to peer, where they're helping each other, creating wellness teams, those Those are the things that really can reduce costs in ways that you might not always think about.
0: Yeah. And then the thing about it, like that you touched on is when people feel good, they're happy. And so when you have happy employees, they're going to be more productive. They're going to work better. They're going to be nicer and do better with your clients, people who you may be selling to from your corporation, because they they feel good and they're going to appreciate and enjoy showing up for work. So like you said, they won't be as
1: absent and they won't be
0: missing work. You know,
1: yes. And when they know that their company cares about them enough to put in programs that they want to see, you know, you give them a survey and you find out what they want to see, they know that the organization cares about them it really can help with retention for for these employers, keeping employees in the organization. And the cost of losing employees is staggering. It costs between an entire year's salary and sometimes three years salary just to replace an employee. So even things that you don't think about when you have a wellness program saving you money, Those are things that will help you with costs when you have a really comprehensive wellness program in place that is creating that culture of wellness.
0: Yeah, so true. And so, what if you just had like three quick tips that an employer could do just even now to improve the health of their employees? What would you say that they should start with?
1: So, my thing this year is I've been doing this a long time and I've seen programs get more and more expensive, more things to offer that people don't really want to see more like a webinar about cholesterol it's 30 minutes no that's not impactful necessarily unless something really clicks for somebody right my thing a lot is to tell employers simplify your wellness programs simplify them so that's, that's just the overarching conversation that I'm having right now. But three things, one of the most important things is survey the employees, find out what they want, because sometimes I find, well, I didn't know that was interesting to them and whole groups of people find, you know, they always want weight loss. I will tell you that they always want weight management. And if you deliver weight management in the right way, that is not fast weight loss. It's not some cut out every food group. And (laughs) yeah, it's not that it's sustainable, long-term achievable goals every week, habit stacking types of things. They all want that. They want exercise and yoga, things like that. But sometimes you'll find that they want to all compete in a 5k. So you can do like couch to 5k program. So the number one thing I would just say is find out what the employees want to see. Okay. Number two, and this is my one of my biggest things is um create wellness ambassadors or wellness teams. And when you do that, like so this is number two, but two A is um uh, don't just have the healthy people as your wellness ambassadors. Don't have just the marathon runners and the people who do yoga six times a week and the people who are like singing the praises of you know paleo and then going to um uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're,
0: they're gonna turn off the 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 everyday.
1: So some of my most successful wellness ambassadors have been people who have a great deal of weight to lose or are having extreme back and knee pain because they have health issues. Mm -hmm. When they when people like that say, I want to make some changes, then everyone in that organization who looks and feels like they do will say, Okay, if she can do it, I can do it. Or if he can do it, I can do it. And you they will find their people, the marathon runners think about it. Do you need to be putting a lot of wellness programs out for people who are running marathons all the right. time? They're pretty healthy typically. So I, I say, you know, set the teams up who are going to be your little ambassadors, who are going to promote the programs and come to someone like me, the wellness coordinator or the wellness director and say, Hey, can you put a program like this in? Cause we want to do this. That changes everything because the the employees are working together. They're, they're working for a common cause. They're inviting the people who may not usually participate to participate. And, and then you get this beautiful culture of wellness and I've seen it time and time and time again. So that's one thing I know that works. And then finally, make sure you're relating to those employees and not just putting you, insurance carrier provided wellness programs where you click on, you listen to a webinar because what people do is they click on, they get points for listening and they right. click on and they walk away and they just, yeah. it goes through the hour and then they shut down. Make sure you have some level of continuity. Maybe you have a great yoga person who comes in continuously and 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 does an after work or midday yoga program, or, or you have a health coach who comes in and talks about, you know, weight management that those people that they see real people. I always say, one of my taglines yeah. in my organization is we have an online platform. This is for my consulting business. We have an online platform, but we're not just an online platform. We are the real people helping you. Are real people with their yeah. help. Because if they see you as real people and they can, email you and say hey, I'm having an issue here and you can bring in a health coach to help them with that specific issue. That changes things. And I've seen the other, you know, when you get this big wellness platform and they just log in, those are great when you have an enormous company and I get it. You can't always have everybody come in when you have worldwide employees. Yeah. But if you can get people that they recognize and programs that they that have some continuity, that is life-changing for a lot of people. Because remember oh. A lot of people in your organization might not be able to afford a yoga program right. or a health coach or any mm-hmm. of the things so if you bring that in and it's free or very 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 low cost you'll you'll you can change lives so those mm-hmm. are my tips. I hope there were, I hope they're understandable.
0: Yeah, no, those were great because you touched on some key things. One, sustainability, which is what we want because we definitely don't want people on some fly-by-night fat type of thing because we know sustainable health and wellness is going to be the key really for them achieving overall health. And then the other thing, accessibility, which you pointed out. I will tell you, you know, just having been on the, the other end as the doctor and seeing folks, I've yeah. seen so many of them come in with the little form from the little wellness program that they really aren't doing, but they just were told that, like you said, sign the form so you can get the gift card or whatever the thing is. And then, But for me, I've already talked to them about their health things and they aren't doing any of those.
1: But you're different in that what you're doing is really life-changing, but I know because I work with so many doctors, I know how hard that is for you. Yeah. You have a certain amount of time for that. Like it's very hard for physicians to feel like they have enough time and in mm-hmm. insurance costs are so over the top for you. Yeah. And yeah. And it's set up if you work for mm-hmm. other, you know, doctors. Mm-hmm. It's, yep. it's so complicated. So I'm it sure. Was, yeah. It, and it was
0: really one of the, the many motivating factors for me, which is why, one, I opened my concierge health practice and two, why I moved into health coaching is because, you know, and I, and one of the things I always tell people is I, I'm good at uh, writing prescriptions. I've had the training. I can write you all the prescriptions you need, but I'm going to do you the best service. If I really teach you, sit down with you, spend time with you and teach you these tools and these things that you can do to have your health more sustainable because like we started out by saying you know all of these medications yeah they're there they're adjunctive, right. but really it takes those other lifestyle things and that that lifestyle work to really
1: achieve the sustainability piece to it and we need people like you I hope that you work with organizations this year with their wellness people to really drive it home because you know they can have someone like me I'm a health coach there's so only so much that I do and that I've seen you are that next level, and you're saying, listen, you don't want to get to work to me and then have to go have me start sending you to specialists or right. have me go visit you after your open heart surgery in right the hospital. so well, we don't want to scare them, right? I think that someone with your like kind heart and, and the way you want to do things would be so helpful for organizations because we're a very, very, very unhealthy country. Yeah. And our mental health is deteriorating. Our physical health is a mess. People just, they hear, and you know this, they hear so many different things. Like I'm going to try yeah. keto. I'm going to try paleo. Yeah. And I'm going to try the whole 30. And then I'm going to try intermittent fasting. And they're, they're just taxing their bodies by trying something different all the time. And I think if you can get sane, wellness and and just relax about it maybe when you're talking and uh, you and I are so on the same page with this mm-hmm. your weight loss might be less than a pound a week mm-hmm. and that's okay right that's okay because as long as you're and and then guess what after 6 weeks of losing a half a pound to a pound a week it may stop because mm-hmm. your body's just not accustomed to that yeah. new weight and that new lifestyle so yeah. if we can just change that much and then keep them away from the interventions like open heart surgery right we're doing our jobs (laughs) yeah yeah
0: exactly for sure for sure now just one last question for you because I want to put this in the hands of an employee so let's say an employee they want to have a wellness program at their workplace uh what is something that they can do uh to get their employer maybe on board
1: Well, they can definitely call healthy fit family. (laughs) All right. (laughs) But, you know, I think sometimes those grassroots programs where the employees say, we need this, they're probably going to go to their HR director, but I would say, don't drop it on the HR director. The HR directors are like these big superheroes who have a million jobs there. You have no idea what HR directors have to do. So typically I would say if you're starting out, just start a little grassroots program, a walking program or something, and then find someone like me, or there are a lot of different organizations out there who do a corporate wellness Mm -hmm. and work site wellness and get some help with it. Sometimes I'll go into an organization and create the teams, train all the teams, train a chief wellness officer, and then teach them exactly how to run this thing if they don't have an enormous budget and they can run it on their own. Sometimes I'll just provide content for them. And then sometimes I run the entire program, but there are more organizations than just mine out there doing what I do. I would say, you know, you can do it grassroots, but it's always good to get a little bit of help so that you know kind of what works and what's going to work long-term.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then something I have seen in some corporations where they'll have these kind of little self-motivated groups for things anyway, you know, like maybe a Slack channel with people who oh, yeah. uh, like dogs, for instance, or something. You can just get your little set of folks together and say, okay, well, we're going to start walking together. That's even a good way to, to just as an employee from the employee side to kind of start getting together to get your workplace healthier.
1: That is like healthy lunches, work, walking programs where maybe you do, um, I, I do these programs every year called Couch to 5k where you're yeah. walking. Yeah. I love that. that call, person, I love that program. Yeah. Me too. That person has never done anything. You're saying like, Julie, you know, we will help you. You can do this. And nobody has to run this 5k. Right. Of us are going to walk. Yes. Okay. So yeah. um, some of us might run it. It should be the number one thing employees should realize is make it fun. Mm-hmm. If it's another meeting in a webinar, that's boring and no one's going to do it, or, or they might do it if there's an incentive attached to it, mm-hmm. but they're not going to get anything out of it. And we mm-hmm. want them to really, I really want my programs to be impactful for right. employees and right. life-changing and transformational if they can be. And they are oftentimes, you know, just stacking habits
0: mm-hmm.
1: can be transformational. It, yeah. And it's unbelievable. So, you know, something really simple that people don't really realize is you can change your health fairly quickly.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. You surely can. I mean, I've seen some folks who, who I've helped with their health and within a matter of six weeks, even we've seen sure. some tremendous changes in their health and their outcomes. So yeah, for sure. For sure. For well, you. thank you
1: so much, Marcy, for, <laughs> for joining me. Thank you so me. much. Yeah, it's so was wonderful good. to yeah. see you again. We've been yeah. trying- as well. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, um, I will thank you for
0: having me on. This is really a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah. Now to so one last thing. Tell my audience how they can connect with you.
1: Um, so it, for people who are in the, um, You know, if anyone hears this and says, yeah, we need a wellness program, they can always reach me. They can go on to Healthy Fit Family in that corporate area. And that all of my contact information is there. And they can kind of check out the Healthy Fit Family website, healthyfitfamily.com. I also have a worksite wellness membership. So it makes it lower cost. And uh, for an organization to start a wellness program, that's a great way to do it. And then for people who are in the health and wellness industry who are thinking like, oh, I want to do corporate. I have um, a Facebook group called Corporate Coaches Collaborative, and you can just um, ask to join that. And I give enormous amounts of information about corporate wellness. So it depends on what you're looking for, how you find me, but um, that's it.
0: Awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And
1: we'll see you soon.
0: Thank you for joining me today on the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast, click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss a moment of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Check out the show notes to obtain your free tips for healthy living guide to get you started on your health and wellness path. Follow me on social media at Essence of Health Wellness Clinic on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube and at doctor.tw at E-O-H-W-C on TikTok interested in becoming a member of the essence of health coaching program well head on over to www.eohcoaching.com the essence of health is in you